Testing, one, two, three. Good. Testing. Let me test my voice now. No oh, clipping. We're you're good. You're a little louder. No, we're, well, I'm louder because I have a deeper voice. Do we have to not talk over each other? We can talk over each oh other. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> that was good. Hey, welcome back. It is Lisa from Mad Money Monster, and I'm here with Mr. Mad Money Monster for another episode of the Mad Money Monster Show. Yes. Very My good. voice is a little out of it. Oh, this is true. You've been under the weather. I've like been under the weather. Like pneumonia under the weather. So yes. not just a cold or anything. No, not a cold. <laughs> it was actual pneumonia. <laughs> you were what, 48 hours away from ICU, the doctor said? That is correct. Yeah, so, you know, it's a, yeah. If you're feeling that bad, you should probably go to the doctor. Right? There you go. Important medical advice yes. for the episode. Yes. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Take yes. care. No, we have something interesting to talk about today. Oh, we do? Well, it might be well, a little shocking for some people. I don't know. It's been something I've been talking to you about for a while. Right. And uh, you were a little surprised when I brought it up to you. but Well, yeah, but I've had some feelings myself and okay. I've been mentioning and, you know, I've been mentioning things to you here and there. Yes. So why don't we let been, our audience in on this little conversation? Things that have been rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> Understood. Um, so this episode is five things I hate about the fire movement. Hate's a strong word. You know, and that's another thing. You're right. Hate is a strong word. And aren't we taught from a little kid, oh, don't say hate. It's it's almost lumped into the category with all those other, other bad words, right? Yeah, but I do hate Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> no, we're not going on that tangent. Gotcha. I'm okay with saying hate because hate is used to convey strong emotions. And yeah. I str- I'm not going to say five things I dislike. No, these are five things I actually hate. So let's talk about the first line item first thing i hate <laughs> sure about the fire movement which is a shift i've been noticing lately and you have too yes from so you know back when i found fire we found fire it was 2015 and i think a lot has changed since then and it was a lot a lot a lot of it was you know financial based and and budgeting and how to do better and how to you know save more money invest more money cut back on your expenses and do all those things like you would expect to 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 see in the fire movement you know how can you reach an early retirement um by doing these things right, right? and and real quickly this helps our audience understand why it suddenly seems like you're turning so you saw the fire movement as one thing a while ago. And I loved you it. Just, right, you and did. It, and it so helped us yes. really jumpstart our finances and get where we are today. So that I will forever be grateful. However, what I'm seeing is less and less about personal finance and more and more uh, like a shift in mentality, a shift in like goal setting and and life coaching and i'm gonna go a little further since i'm outside the financial realm you say that but you are mr mad money yeah i know but that's just a title (laughs) what what it comes down to from somebody on my end especially from from my career um i i've seen an almost uh a, a kind of hijacking of what you're talking about where it is a zen new age kind of thing where Life coaching that you said is is a great word where I'm, I'm listening to some of these people and I'm saying, what does that have to do with anything? Well, what does that have to do with personal finance? Correct. And fire Correct. and financial independence and retiring early. And 
I mean, yes, I guess it helps to have a good attitude, but ah, I feel like those things inherently come when you do better with your money. Yeah. Right? I don't think it is one and the same. I, I'm seeing a, a definite shift in what you brought to me and how I came to this. Right. I'm seeing a definite shift away from hardline facts right. and into a very esoteric kind of base here where it's very nebulous and very sunshiny and puppy dogs and, uh, you know, feel yeah. good about yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. mentality, which I'm looking at going, okay, I guess that's kind of nice, but it, it is kind of shifting away. And, and I brought that to you. I, and I came I'm all to you. about contentment and, and being happy with your life. And, but I don't think that's helping anybody save more money or put, Beef up their emergency fund. Yeah, well, or... and that that's where I was going to next, that all of this sounds really sweet and nice, and it's almost got a built-in defense mechanism where you really can't criticize this. Well, right. Okay, because, right. well, we're helping people, <laughs> but you're also helping people out of their money. Right. So, yes, there are those situations where there are courses and things you can buy to, you know, set your goals, which... I don't know about this, okay. <laughs> right? This is well. I it's mean, your opinion. It is, and my it's opinion. and it's my opinion as somebody who is not a finance guy. And what I'm saying is, look, if that's what you want to do, and you think that's really going to help you, that's great. Right. Just make sure you have your financial basis covered before you spend money on such a thing. Right. That's a great. That's a great piece of advice. Yes. Right. Uh, some of the forerunners in the community, I don't want to say community, but some of the forerunners, the influencers, they're almost becoming godlike and and like these gurus and celebrities and untouchable, really. Well, let me give an example, if I may. Okay. We, we went to a convention. <laughs> yes, and, we did. And <laughs> um, you, you I, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm biased. I'm your husband. I'm Mr. Mad Money Monster and all of that. <laughs> but you are not a nobody in this community. I mean, you, when you walked in, there were a lot of people, Hey, Lisa, Hey, Hey, Hey. Right. Um, and we went to, and uh, we've been doing, well, I've been doing this for four years, a lot longer than a lot of other people. Yes. So you have a good name out there. You, you may not be the top one out there, but you're not obscure. Right. So we went out to eat and we ended up going to a place. It was like a burger joint kind of thing you could get a beer and a right burger it was kind like a happy stuff. hour sort of thing and and there were two people over toward the doorway um that were pretty i guess you could say were the celebrities of this community <laughs> kind of thing at least definitely of this convention and you said do i go over and say hi? i'm like of course you go over and say hi you're on the same equal footing well the the one person i knew pretty well the, yes. the other person i wanted actually to thank for something of course yes yes but, without getting into detail right and what happened was you walked across the room and I watched. I watched as somebody, as an outsider. And I watched you go over to this person. You stood there waiting. The other person saw you very clearly waiting to talk to this one person. This other person kept their back to you the entire time. No one acknowledged you. God, even I, I even like tapped the person on the shoulder and they didn't even respond. Like yes. didn't even look in my direct. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Look, we're getting off base here. Well, we are, but we aren't because there is, remember, this was almost a populist kind of revolution in the personal finance of early retirement kind of uh, revolution here. Mm -hmm. And it was for everyone. 
And now suddenly we almost have George Orwell's Animal Farm where we have certain animals that have reached the upper top of the echelon <laughs> and the other farm animals are at the bottom. So if you remember in that book, the pigs kind of took over and ran everything like the humans did. Right. And the other barnyard animals were just kind of kept in the dark and told that this is the way things are. And there was almost that kind of feeling there that what was once a, a revolution or, or a movement for all has quickly... Uh, the, the cream has risen, shall we say, and there there are certain things where there are peons now, right? And and, then, <laughs> and I suppose I'm a peon, or and, I was at least in that situation. At least in that situation, <laughs> and there are now the demigods, right? Yes, very good, very Thank good. You. you know, if you go against, if your thinking goes against, you know, a lot of the popular thinking, you're, there's going to be a back a backlash, which I guess there is in any situation, in any movement per se. You know, everybody talks about, oh, what does it really mean to retire? What does it mean? Well, I define retirement as this, and -and so-and-so defines retirement as that. Uh, Really? So I'm just going to start redefining all these words. Right. (laughs) And you should be okay with that because that's what it means to me. Right. Right? (laughs) And as long as you agree with me, then we're fine. There won't be any trouble. And if you disagree <laughs> on the same thing I disagree with, then we're fine. And there well, won't right. Be any so, okay. I'm, I've always said this. Retirement means ceasing to work. It does not mean a career change. It does not mean you become an entrepreneur. It does not mean you work when you want to work for extra money, even though you don't need it. Retirement means you stop working, right? And... Because I say that, and because I think that, I feel I feel I'm a bit of an outcast, and then I'm called the retirement police, and I'm the, you know it's not oh sure. I'm not welcome with open arms when I when I uh, when I say the opposite of what other people want to hear. But second thing I hate about the fire movement sure the the way everyone romanticizes side hustles. Okay. I mean, yeah. we did a yeah. whole episode on side hustles way back yes. when we first started. I do remember that, but. Side hustles. Okay, I do have some stats for side hustles, per The Motley Fool. Six in ten millennials have a side hustle. Roughly 60% of those millennials use that money for disposable income, and roughly 40% use it for ordinary expenses, which means they're basically working a second job, four in ten people, millennials anyway, working a second job just to make ends meet. Okay? And the median income of a side hustle is only 200 a month. You know, I don't know why we're romanticizing this so much. I mean, this is this is a second job. It's taking time out of your life. It's taking time away from your family and your friends and your loved ones. And I feel as though we're accepting this as a way of life, as the way of life moving forward. Well, you have a job, of course, but you should also have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. What kind of life is that? I mean, I get that a lot of people are more passionate about their side hustle than their than they are their their uh, their real job, I guess, quote unquote, real job. However, I mean that's that's not um, unexpected because a side hustle is usually something you do have more interest in because you can pick and choose what you're going to do, and it's going to be more fun or or whatever than your regular grind but sure i don't know that's that's a beef i also have with the fire movement this romanticizing the side hustle and well the side hustle can turn into a a full-time hustle and then you can ditch that 
ditch that corporate job you have and, and then have a full-time new job well, that replaces the well, corporate job. and that's that's the other piece of it are, again are you really retired if you just no. took on the the side hustle and built that up to be a full-time job and that brings us to point number three okay the demonization of corporate jobs and benefits in the fire movement i feel like everybody is down with the corporate cubicle down with those fluorescent lights you shouldn't want to work for the man or woman (laughs) you shouldn't want to have only three weeks of vacation a year that's not the way you should live your life you should be out with a computer somewhere working virtually you should be on a beach you should be traveling you should be whatever right you should be working anywhere other than corporate corporate america but I, for one, am so grateful for my corporate job that I have had for many, many years. It has afforded me so many things. It, it yes. has allowed me so many things. I have great health benefits. I have great um, retirement benefits. I have a pension. I have, and I, I get that I'm the outlier, perhaps. Um, but there are plenty of people out there in corporate America that have the same benefits um, that I do. So that corporate job can help you get to you know, an early retirement. And I do, I do see some people talking about that. I do see, you know, well, this job is, is allowing me to save this much and invest this much. So, so it's allowing me to reach that, that retire early piece of fire. But I, I feel like we don't see enough of that. And we don't hear enough of the benefits of that corporate job. And let's face it. But that doesn't sell the narrative. That doesn't sell if you go back to number one of the whole mystique and the Zen and the, the free living and, and, you know, finding your soul and, and all of that, that doesn't mesh with the fact of the positive sides of corporate America. That doesn't work. Right. Because you can't stay there. Right. And, and be a part of the fire movement. Right. Yes, that's true. What you're saying right now is the counter narrative to what number one, the number one thing that you had said that you hate about the fire movement that is totally counteractive to what they're trying to do. What I feel is this movement inside. Right, this happiness. Yeah, this all about freedom and following your soul and, and joy and, and all of that set stuff. Set your goals and do this and do that. Which is wonderful. Uh, you have excellent benefits. And, and you know, should something awful happen to you, these benefits are a great thing to have. And let me just talk about that for a second. I have... Um, people in my circle, right, who also have corporate job with jobs with corporate benefits, and yes, and I I would say two to three people in my circle recently have had to deal with um, illnesses. Life changing. We're illnesses. talking illnesses. We yeah. are talking. Oh my God, is this happening to me? Yes. Illnesses. Correct. And. Thank goodness they have their corporate benefits. Thank goodness. They, yes. In fact, I had, you know, you know, someone come up to me and say, I am just so thankful and, and so fortunate that I have this. And we're able to, my family's able to, you know, deal with this situation. And it's one less thing we have to worry about. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, the healthcare is just so big. And I know people say, well... Don't live in fear. You can't live in fear. The statistics say you're young, you're this, you're that. Again, it's one of the things where 
as far as healthcare is concerned, I'm going to live in fear because I've seen these situations and very close to me. You know, it's not like these are distant, distant things I'm reading about online. Correct. You know, these are very close to you. This is like, you know, a friend for 20 years. So these, these three things that you're talking about right, right here have actually defied those. Don't worry about it. Statistics. So you right. can't go by those statistics. Right. And it's what I used to say, and I think I said in a previous podcast, I used to say uh, to students all the time, there are three things in this country you never want to be, old, sick, and poor. You can be one of them, you might be two of them, <laughs> but don't be all three of them. Right. Fire, the fire movement does not have to be separate from a corporate path. It does not. You know. It, now it does for those who want it to be, for what you've got, and what we're seeing here in this podcast are the developments of two different narratives of the yes. fire movement. Yes. So one narrative says no to corporate. You are developing another narrative that is saying. Well, and here's the thing. I am. <laughs> so the the first piece of this, this shift, this whole um, um, cult like shift. Can I say that? Yes, you can. That's what I said. <laughs> to... No, you know what? That's what I said it, it is was. what you said. I came to you and said, you know, I'm getting the feeling of a cult here. Because if you go against the grain, you're like, oh, they come after you. You're retirement police. You know, yeah, we can get into that more detail in another episode. But I came to you and said, I I don't know about this. There, there's definitely the underpinnings here of 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 a kind of cult type (laughs) feel. So yeah, I think um, I think corporate corporate America has has its place, and I, for one, can blend the two. I can blend happiness and goal setting and all those things with my corporate job. Yeah. In fact, so I'm going into work tomorrow and I'm looking forward to it because I have relationships at work. I like the work I do. I've, you know, I just, I like my routine. I like going in. I like getting my coffee. I like talking with my coworkers. I like getting the projects done. I like it. Yes. You know, and it, and it's just, I've worked in my building in my um company for 13 years now and a lot of the people i've worked with have also worked there 13 years or longer so i have these deep deep relationships with other people where we have similar interests yes obviously we have a similar history all those things like like do not discount how important work relationships can be you know look at the big picture are are you getting positives out of that job? Like I, I am, my positives are so far and above the negatives that. Let's jump into number four. Unrealistic in some cases, uh, nest egg expectations for early retirees. Yeah. Right. So, I see a lot of young people, obviously in this movement. I mean, you know, of course, it's going to attract the young people. That's it's just natural because you have all the time in the world (laughs) ahead of you. You have compounding interest on your side. You have everything going for you. Um, You might find it as a single person or or a couple or whatever. But something I see is a lot of these 20 something and early 30 something year olds saying, yes, we're going to retire with, this smallish nest egg because that's going to be enough to cover our expenses in well into the future and until we reach retirement age where we can then collect you know 
401ks and sure. pensions and maybe Social Security. Who knows? The thing that, that blows my mind is that they're saying, yes, we're not going to have kids. We're not going to ever increase our lifestyle. We're not going to live in a big house. We like t- tiny houses. We're going to keep our expenses. And sure. maybe that will work out. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm, I'm, also... I'm an example of how everything can change. <laughs> okay. Let's, Seriously. Let's talk about that. I never wanted children. Never wanted Ever kids. since I was in middle school, going through high school, having friends say all the time, oh, I can't wait till one day I have a child. And I'm like, why would I want that? <laughs> Who wants that? Boy, that looks like so much fun. To have all that and then throw your money away. But then you you were, you were got married. I did get married. You had the traditional life. And I met a girl. The reason why I married her was because about six weeks into dating her, I said, how do you feel about children? And she said, I never want them. <laughs> Even better. Perfect. Perfect. This is perfect. Yes, you are a, you are a perfect case study So here. then we go through life. Uh, my career changes. Um, willingly, because willingly, you changed your mind. I changed my mind. You changed your mind. You thought... Ended up, we were only going to have a small home, ended up building a bigger home. Why did you build a bigger home? Well, for me, it was like, well, if we're not going to have children, I wanted to expand my realm in the way of property. Because life is finite. Life is and correct. Yes, you have to enjoy something. That's it. Yes. So, but then my career changed again. My marriage fell apart. I got right. divorced. I met you. Right. With a little money monster. Yes. Okay. She was tiny. And suddenly now I'm a dad. <laughs> and my life has totally changed. If Up, you could go back. Upside down. If you could go back as little as 10 years ago mm-hmm. and say, this is what things are going to be like in a decade, I would have been like, no way. You can say you have this outlook and this is the way it's going to be. And these are the parameters and this is the shoot I'm in. This is the lane I'm in. Sometimes you shift lanes. Yeah. Willingly. Willingly. Or not willingly. Right. But life yeah. life changes the lanes. Yes. Is what happens. Yes. Even when you're not even thinking of changing your lane. Right. Then there's life a construction may say, zone. Right. Life may say And the orange cones zone. are pushing you. Into you're taking another. this exit whether you want it or not. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. I know they say project your expenses. I know they say, you know, I know all these things, the 4% rule, but you can supplement it with side hustle income. Yes, 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 yes. But I just think it's, it's all kind of wishy-washy, you know? And, yeah. And... The other thing... Well, for me, I think it's the equivalent, not to mix metaphors, but it's the equivalent of grabbing a handful of sand. You can grab it and hold on to it for some time, but it eventually leaks all through your fingers. And when you say, well, I'm doing this, Mm -hmm. you have really... You think you have control. That's the ultimate illusion in life, when you think you have control. Right. And so here's some statistics from MarketWatch, who uh, uh, did a survey and, and found some... Uh, numbers here regarding the median 401k balance by age so if and now these are median averages would have skewed the numbers up upwards a little bit not not hugely um, based on the super wealthy so these are the median um, numbers so basically half the people have less half the people have more Uh, so for 30 to 39 year olds the are the median 401k balance is 16,500 Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go through these by decade. 40 to 49 year olds, 36,900. 50 to 59 year olds, 
62,700, and 60 to 69 year olds, 63,000. Hmm. Now you can add probably about another 100,000 at least to that last one, 60 to 69 year olds. I think it's still under 200,000 for the average. Um, but those numbers are, are pretty pretty sad. Yeah. For I mean, that's someone who's who's basically retired, you know, a 60 sure. to 69 year old. Financial independence is fantastic, but the majority of people need financial improvement. Yeah. They they can't they can't focus on retiring early. You know, they just need to focus on being able to retire at all. Right. FI means really for this podcast financial improvement. Correct. Correct. Cuz I think that's look, I think that's how I can help the most people. I don't care about, you know, how many warm customers I have on my email list. I don't care about that. I don't want to I don't want to do anything other than motivate, inspire. Yes, will I share an affiliate link here and there? Absolutely, because you know what? I believe in that product or service. And in fact, I did it last week with a mattress that yes, we own. <laughs> which is great. I rave about that um, mattress all the time. You know, I I share personal capital because we use personal capital all the time. I love that service. Yes. Um, I want people that need the help, that need to bump up that retirement account. I don't want them spending money on a course from me where they can get for free. They can get that information for free anywhere. I mean, I'd love for you to talk about, because we did agree on this, you know, that the lack of transparency from from all these take it over from there. Well, I do have I do have that as number five. Yes. The lack of transparency from from some influencers, not right. all. Um, some of them do publish, you know, their net worth. They do um, share how they make their income. They do share that, well, yes, we retired from corporate America, but we're still working and earning money this way. Um, so there is a fair amount of that. But I guess as far as transparency goes, my my concern from outsiders finding the FIRE movement is that um, a lot of the influencers, especially the top influencers, are really making a lot of money. Yes. And and it's I don't know if that that is initially transparent for people just coming to the to the information and my fear is that they think they can, you know, do this overnight and they just have to ride their bike to work and eat beans and rice right. and um save a minimal amount in their nest egg and then they can pull the trigger on you know early retirement and and be fine the rest of their lives so there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with with a lot of the the top influencers and and how much money they're making and i think it comes down to uh the the matter of smoke and mirrors i mean i can tell you let's let's be transparent here right now right, right here so we don't share our net worth, but that's something personal. And to, for me, that's a safety issue. Like, I don't want to share my net worth because I don't need the world knowing what we have. Correct. Now. I think a lot of people I, listening could say that. Although I have no problem um, with close friends, family. Um, I have no problem talking net worth, talking investments, talking strategy yeah. with people I know well. 
But aside from net worth and salary and all that, as far as our blog and our podcast. Mm -hmm. So right now, we do our podcast to supplement the blog. We don't make any money from our podcast. No. As of yet. Now, we'll... Well, I guess that's not necessarily true. We have had a, a sponsored podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we had we so we I do have some sponsorships with a couple of companies, only companies that I trust and believe in to offer good products and services to my audience. So, yeah. There's that. How else do I make money from the blog affiliate links like mm-hmm. I said? Uh I have certain things like again, the mattress, uh other things that I actually use. Um, I will put in into a blog post if I think it's a great thing. Like I, I did a, a blog post about our cat groomer. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have a little set for yeah. grooming our little Maine Coon cat. Yes. And uh, little, we little, love little it. Barbershop in a box. And I did. I put it, I put that affiliate link in because I use it and I love it. Um, so things like that. that. But again, this is minimal. This is like... I'm not getting rich off of these. No, and you've links. actually turned down income from other places that wanted you to post what you felt could be potentially spammy, misleading kind of articles for your readership. Um, back in the day, I, I did post some of those things because I didn't know any better and I wasn't making any money. And I thought, wow, this is a way to make some quick money and actually get something from my blog for the hours and hours and hours that I'm putting in. So I did do some of that in the past. However, then I realized that's probably not very good. That's not who I want to be. That's not the brand I want. Right. So I actually took all those off. Yeah, you did. Um, and that's being very transparent and, right yeah, here that's, on this podcast. That's me being very transparent. Another way uh, I make money is the ads. And that's the, our top way that we make money sure. right now with our traffic and and we have ads on there, which I am completely fine. Ha- Look, is my preference... To have ads on the site, no. I'm sure anybody could say, oh, I wish I didn't have ads on my site. Or, but look, it it does earn me an income from the blog, and I see nothing wrong with it because there are ads all over the internet. So it's not like my my site's the only one with, with ads. Um, so I apologize if they annoy you, but it's a moneymaker for me. And it's a moneymaker for me where I'm not trying to suck money from someone that doesn't have it to spend. All roads do lead to trying to extract money as well, too. Well, true. Yes. I mean, and the fire community, look, and there are a lot of a lot of great fire bloggers out there that don't that don't even make money. There are a lot of bloggers out there that don't make money. Correct. And you know, I'm not talking about I'm just saying, you know, tread cautiously and, you Use know, Use common sense. Yeah, really kind of don't just blindly accept what some of the top people because all say. of that because of all of that information being packaged in a warm fuzzy cocoon. Don't think that your your favorite top influencer is just sitting around with a hot hot beverage thinking how can I how can I make the world better and how can I make No, it's how can I get you know you to sign up for my email list because if you're on my email list then I can sell to you. I mean Look, this is just the way of it. This is just everybody does work. This is work. This is how this work earns money. It's basically sales. Yes. It's basically sales. Absolutely. I'm not a salesperson. (laughs) And nor am I. (laughs) I don't think you bashed anything. You expressed an opinion to an audience 
that is also in tune to what you have to think. And that's fine. You didn't bash anything. Okay, good. Contradictory to what people think, there is still free thought in this country. You're allowed to express your opinion. So thank you for listening. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Yes. Uh, Head on over to iTunes and give us a like and a review. And if you want to read our blog, it's madmoneymonster.com. And we are all over social media at Mad Money Monster. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at themadmoneymonster at gmail.com.